Well, we're continuing our hashtag Get Fit series this morning. We've got a special treat for you today. Um, about four months ago, four or five months ago, a uh, young couple came and, uh, and became part of this community here at Generation Church. Uh, a lot of you may not know them because they come to first service, but uh, Halawi and Brittany, and uh, their story is amazing. Uh, I had a chance a couple of months ago just to sit down with Halawi and hear his story and his story of faith. And man, this guy has got incredible faith. Now, uh, uh, and he's going to come and, uh, and, and, and share part three of the hashtag Get Fit series today called hashtag Get Prayerfully Fit. Now, th- this just shows that uh, here at Generation Church that we embrace diversity. Uh, this is why uh, ha- I am from uh, England, if you didn't know, uh, which is in Europe. And uh, Halawi is from Ethiopia, and he grew up in Tanzania, which is in the continent of Africa. So you've got a British dude and you've got an African dude. And uh, I have a British accent. He has an African accent. So I found the one guy in the whole church who has an accent. And I'm like, come on, you can join me and, uh, and, and bring the word of God. And, uh, and then not only those differences, but he thinks that Africa is the best continent in the world. while well, I think Europe's the best continent in the world. And then he just supports a really bad soccer team. And I support the best soccer team in the world. So, uh, so Halawi's going to come and, and tell us how to get prayerfully fit this morning. So why don't you give Halawi a big Generation Church welcome this morning. Thank you, Pastor. Well, <laughs> hi guys, I'm Halawi. Like as Pastor said, I'm from Ethiopia. I do think I have a wonderful accent. People tell me all the time you have an accent. I'm like, I don't have an accent. You have an accent. But, you know, to each his own, right? <laughs> I'm honored to be in front of you here. And, of course, I thank Pastor for giving me this opportunity to stand here and, uh, you know, speak to you guys. But not to self. If you're going to stay for two services, eat breakfast. You're going to be starving. <laughs> I'm like, water. <laughs> I'm going to fill that up. <laughs> but, uh, like I said, you know, I'm honored to be up here and talking before you guys. And, uh um, Pastor started a wonderful series, uh, fit, Getting Fit. Uh, you know, it's a challenge for all of us. Not only spiritually, we, you know, every New Year we have this New Year's resolution where, okay, January 1st, I'm going to go work out and it lasts for a week or maybe even a few days. And if you're lucky, a month. I don't want to be that guy. I'm sure you guys don't want to be that person. When we stick to something, we want to follow it up and see it through. And uh, as he said, you know, I'm going to talk about prayer. But before I do that, just... Let me introduce myself. I am Ethiopian. I did grow up in Tanzania. My family moved there when we were young. So I guess I, even though I'm Ethiopian, I also associate well with Tanzania, which is East Africa. I'll say this again. Hashtag Africa is not a country. It's a continent. Uh, 54 (laughs) countries in Africa. Uh, Somebody one time asked me, oh, you're from Africa. I want to go to to that country. I'm like, okay, which country? You know, Africa. I'm like, <laughs> 54 countries in Africa, not 55, you know? So it's a continent. <laughs> but you guys knew this. You're, you're smart people. Um, <laughs> so I've been in the U.S. for the past seven years. I, I came as a, an international student. I went to Rema, which is in Oklahoma, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, if you guys know where that is, I will be impressed. But there's nothing there. So it's good for school. You'll focus. School is good. So I went to Rema, and uh, when I finished Rema, I went to, uh, I transferred to Oral Roberts University, where I graduated with my theology and minor in graphic design. Um, I thought I was creative, and then I met my wife, and she showed me 
She's more creative than I am, but you know, this is just the one time I'm going to admit to that. Um, <laughs> so we got married in June and uh, moved this side. We actually started coming here uh, September, early September, is it? Yeah. And I found out your new your f- anniversary is on the 20th, right? September 20th? 21st is my birthday, so I feel kind of special being here. <laughs> it's like I was meant to be here. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Pastor did mention, you know, I'll just briefly tell you about myself more before I get into this because it kind of ties into it. Uh, when I moved to the U.S., you know, um, I came to pursue uh, more education. Um, after high school, I took a long break. I was serving in my church. I was like a youth minister for like seven years. So I took a long break after high school. I, I told my parents, I'm not ready for school. I hate school. I don't want to go to school. I hate school. You'd just be wasting your money. And uh, oddly enough, they're like, okay, which was a surprise, but I was grateful they agreed because I'd have just been wasting my time and their money. So when I was ready, I went to Rema in Oklahoma. But the amazing thing is, when I went there, I didn't have anybody supporting me. All I had was $2,000 in my pocket. You cannot come here. Going to a school which is considered a vocational school, uh, the visa they give you with that is you cannot work. It's a kind of visa that does not allow you to work. It's because it's a vocational training school. If you're going to a accredited university, you would be allowed to work on campus so you can support yourself and all of that. And uh, to come here with the first one I was, uh, you have to show up around sixteen to eighteen thousand dollars in your bank account. Uh, there's so many up and downs. But short story long, I mean, the other way. English is my second language, okay? <laughs> The other way around. Long story short, there we go. Um, you know, s- somebody said they were going to sponsor me and showed their bank accounts, and so the American embassy gave me a visa. And when I moved here, I only had $2,000. I can't work. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know how I'm going to pay tuition. But I just trusted God, and I came. And first month I came, somebody met me, and uh, he had an extra room, and he said, yeah, you stay here. Don't worry about rent. You don't ever have to pay rent. He gave me a car. He pays the insurance for it. He put gas for it. And then my tuition, I don't know who pays for it, but every month, somebody pays for it. No clue. I'm like, wow, okay. You know, <laughs> you can't complain. Somebody's paying for you, right? So I went three years like that. No idea how, who's paying for me. Living for free with everything I need, with a car to drive. I don't even pay insurance, like I said. And I finished Remo. Now I want to go get my degree. So does anybody know Oral Roberts University? Well, it's also in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the middle of nowhere with nothing else to do but school. So you focus. So if you want to send your kids to school, send them to Oklahoma. <laughs> they will not be distracted. <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> so now Oklahoma and Oral Roberts is another ball game, completely different. Rema was 3000 a year. Oral Roberts, on the other hand, it's a private university it's about twenty-three to 24000 a year, without counting accommodation. If you live there, add another 10000 on it. That's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to do it. No idea. I don't have money. But, you know, I said, if God needs me to be there, he'll provide a way. So I went there. I got scholarship. They covered most of it. But I still had to pay, like, 4000 of it, which the first year, excuse me, first year I had to pay about 10000 like I said, I have no money. I have nobody supporting me. I'm still living with the same guy who allowed me to live with him in the first place. So 
I just did my thing. I went to school, get get my grades high. You know, I was an honor roll student, and uh, if I did this school thing earlier, I know I would have failed. But now I'm more focused, so I was getting good grades. And so when time came, they asked, "Where's our money?" I'm like, "Well, I don't have money." <laughs> and they called me to the office, and I said, "Look, man, I don't have money. I don't have anybody supporting me, and I don't have, you know." So the first thing they asked me is, "How's your grades?" And I'm like, well, you can look at it. I have good grades. They did. And then they'll say, we'll call you a week later. A week later, they called me and said, don't worry about this year. We cover everything. The school just covered everything. And it happened for three years. I graduated with from school. I came to America with only $2,000. I went to Rema. I went to Oral Roberts. And graduated with no debt. I, I don't know. how. If you ask me, really, I, I honestly don't know how it happened. But God is God. I only had one thing going for me. I prayed. Prayer changes everything. I said this in the morning. Prayer is our main asset. When I prayed, everything changed. I dedicated a time to pray. But we'll get into that more in detail. Um, so, my seri- the series continuation, part three, right? Prayer. Um, what, when we think about prayer, you know, if you ask people in the world, what is prayer? They'll tell you it's, you know... Asking for something from God, going before God and asking for something. So when I was researching this, I'll tell you what I read. I I found this quote I thought was pretty cool. It says, Prayer is not some mystical, mystical process whereby we call out to some force, nor is it a kind of power with which we create things or speak them into existence, ordering God around like some bellhop who art in heaven. Prayer is communicating and communicating with and hearing from God. Amen. So, since this is fitness, excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, so, you know, I grew up with British like it. I got sidetracked. I grew up with British English as well. So, I had to learn how to use American words when I came here. I still call that a uh, rubbish bin. And people are like, what? What's that? A trash can, <laughs> you know? So, I'll, I'll work with you and I'll try to use in- American English terms as we go. <laughs> um so like I said, while I was researching this and, you know, I want to incorporate it into fitness because fitness takes discipline. And so I discovered three things that work, that help when you decide to work out, when you make that New Year's resolution. There's three things that are going to help you last longer than just a week or three days. And one is finding a routine. Second is devotion or dedication. And third is a right diet. And we'll talk about that more. So finding a routine. I had a routine when I was in school. Every morning I would wake up. My prayer time was actually one hour. I would go to church, pray an hour, and then go to class. And then when I started working out, every morning for five days a week, I would carry my gym bag, work out. Five days a week in the morning, no stopping. Because that was the routine. It worked for me. I'm a morning person. At night, nothing is going to get done. I start shutting down at 930 uh, early after four o'clock, I don't like to work. I don't like to do anything. I don't even have classes after four because I know myself. I'm not going to focus. So everything I did was in the morning. So in the morning, I had this routine. I would go, go work out, shower, go to class. You're alert. And then in the evenings, about three times a week, I would play soccer just because I love it. I don't run. But if it's playing f- sports, then that's another story. Uh, I remember Pastor always standing up here and said he loves to run. And I'm thinking, Why? Why? Why do you run for no reason? It just makes no sense to me. Well, to each his own, right? 
So yeah, I would do that every day. Um, work five days a week, play sports in the evening, and on Saturday also I played sports, just that way I can get something in. I, I had a routine going on. The same way, prayer, when you first start, it's kind of hard. I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard because we really don't know what we're doing. But you start slowly. If you're going to lift weights, you have a goal to reach a certain weight, weight limit. And you start slowly lifting 5 pounds, 10 pounds, 25 pounds, and you build. If you've ever worked out, you know this. You don't go heavy and just wear yourself out. You start small, and you build on that, and you grow. If you're going to run, you start running 5, 10, 15 minutes, and build on that. Your stamina increases. Just the way your strength, your, you know, your muscles increase. And so we have to have a routine just the same with prayer. You start out slowly, 5-10 minutes, pray. There is no formula to prayer. Prayer is just coming before God and talking to God. I, like I read this uh, quote for you earlier, it's communicating with God. Communication is not a one-way thing. You're in, you're in the presence of God, talking to Him and listening to Him. You know, you have to communicate to improve a relationship. I gave an example of my wife and I earlier. Uh, I met her at school at uh, Oral Roberts at the university. When I came, she was a senior and I was a sophomore. So she was going to graduate before me and she wanted to do her master's. So she moved to Atlanta. So we had to do a long distance communicating thing. I don't like that, but I had to do it if I wanted to keep her. So I dedicated time. I communicated. And then when you communicate, one thing I learned fast, women want you to be vulnerable with them. They want all these emotions to come out. I don't do emotions. It was hard, let me tell you. But those of you in relationship know this. They need you to open up and maybe tear a little bit. And <laughs> they they want to see all these things. They feel more special that way. Am I right, women? Yeah. <laughs> they just feel like you're connecting with them when you do that. So, you know, I, I learned how to do that. Uh, share my emotions. Babe, I feel this way. I feel like, you know, all that stuff. The same way when we talk to God, first of all, there is nothing you can hide from Him. He knows everything that's in you. He knows everything you're thinking about. So technically, it should be easier to talk to Him than to anybody else. But for some reason, we kind of stop ourselves. So, oh, why? And I found out two reasons why we stop ourselves, because this is what happened to me. One is I would see other people. They pray so much, and I have no clue how to do this. If you have, has anybody been to an African church? Yeah. No? Yeah? Those guys pray. I don't know how they do. They pray for hours and they're loud. Oh, God. Oh, my, my goodness. I feel like I just touched God just listening to you pray. You know, they're so loud. They pray long. And I had no idea how to do this. So I would be in church and I sleep in the presence of the Lord. Knockout. <laughs> I was good at that. <laughs> it felt good, I tell you. <laughs> it was peaceful. <laughs> And then the other reason was, whenever I did something I shouldn't do as a Christian, I just felt bad coming before God. But God had to teach me something. There's absolutely nothing you can do to increase or decrease God's love for you. If It doesn't matter how bad you are or how good you are, His love for you is constant. It's, it's not conditional. Condition is our language. When somebody does good, we love them more. When they do bad, we love them less. God doesn't work like that. So we should not think of God the same way. His love for us is unconditional. That means it will never change for you. Pastor is not going to be loved more by God and me less by God. He's going to love us the same way. It doesn't matter what you do. This encouraged me, not only in prayer, but in my day-to-day -day life. 
Fear changes everything. When, you're, when you fear God and do something, what, what happens when you're not afraid? You go back to what you're doing. But love changes everything. This love motivates you to live for Him. This love brings you closer to Him. And when you talk to Him, guess what? You talk because you're in love. Communication builds relationship. This communication builds this love. In First uh, Thessalonians 5.17, it says, Never stop praying. It's simple. I don't know how simple it gets. Paul is telling the Thessalonians, the people of Thessalonica, which is a Greek state. And he's telling them never stop praying because he understands the meaning, the, the power behind prayer. That's how you build your relationship. You communicate with God, you build it. Um, the second thing that helps us, of course, routine. If you have routine is only built through dedication. You can't build a routine if you're not dedicated to it. You know, like I was saying, for for me, I'm a morning person, and every morning I pray. Brittany and I, my wife, we pray every morning. Uh, like I said, I, I can't do it at night. I know myself. I just doze off. But morning works. Find a time that works for you, and then you dedicate to it. When you find something, you stick to it, and it helps you build it. Right? In Colossians 4.2, it says, Devote yourself to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. So, uh, those of you who work out, you understand. If you skip two or three days, getting back into that workout routine is like starting afresh. It's like starting from one all over again. I don't get it. To get in shape, it takes so long. To lose, to get out of it, like that. I mean, look at that. I'm gaining weight. I blame her though. I blame my wife all the time. I would have been working out if it wasn't for you. I'm, I'm, you know, using her now because she can't defend herself. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, I, now it's so hard for me to get back to workout. I joined an indoor um, soccer. I live in Belcamp, and I, I found an indoor soccer place. Uh, they play every Friday night. The first night, oh my goodness, it was so bad. I was embarrassed. I ran, and I'm like, I can't do this no more. I need a sub, sub. It's so bad because I haven't done this in so long. Imagine, I told you, I used to play three times a week. And we would play for like two hours straight, nonstop in the field. Now I can't even play 10, 15 minutes because I stopped working out. You know, I was dedicated to it and suddenly I'm not doing it anymore. So it's hard. The same way with prayer. We need devotion. We need to dedicate to it. We need to make it a lifestyle. All this is a choice. Nobody is going to force you to do this. Start slowly, find a routine, work on it, dedicate to it. Amen? Um, so, like I said, prayer is how we communicate to God. In uh, James 4, 8, it says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. You get closer to someone by communicating with them. You get closer to anybody, you know, by communicating with them. If you don't communicate, you don't build a relationship. It's impossible. Hi, my name is so-and-so. And if the other person doesn't answer back, they're like, oh, okay, that's weird. I guess I'm not going to talk to you. And you walk away. You build relationship by communicating. That's how we draw near to each other. Imagine if we came here and nobody was welcoming. Imagine yourself if when you came here as a new, as a new uh, uh, member and nobody really welcomed you, nobody really talked to you. Would you stay here? You'd feel so unwelcome. So everybody communicated to you. Everybody took to you, spent time to talk to you. Why wouldn't we spend time with God? Most of the time it's because we don't see God with our physical eyes. But you have to remember, 
God lives in us and around us. You know, so why not talk to Him? In fact, you know, with somebody, you have to be more careful how you word everything. You're not going to fool God. The way I talk to God, you don't even want to hear how I talk to God. (laughs) Really, I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, I just talk. There's no formula. He knows exactly who you are. Why pretend? So talk to him. That makes it a lot more easier than finding a formula. Okay, now I have to say this. Then I have to do that. Okay, now God in heaven. I don't talk like that. Do you talk like that? (laughs) Thou in heaven. No, that's King James right there. We don't do King James. (laughs) So yeah, find a way to talk to God. Dedicate that time. Devote yourself to that. Make it easier for yourself. When you're driving, I drive, I listen to some Jesus music, I just talk to God. You can do the same if that works for you. When you're cooking, you know, my, I cook sometimes. When I cook, I'm just focusing not to burn anything. But, you know, when you, those of you who are used to that, just pray when you're cooking. There's no rule not to pray. You can do anything and be praying at the same time. That's how you learn to spend time with God. That's how you learn to talk to God. All right? The third point I have is the right diet. When working out, it is very, very important to have the right diet, depending on what you want to do. You know, when I worked out, I did a bit of cardio as well as I want to, you know, be fit and toned or whatever. So if I'm lifting weights, I got to have proteins and I got to have carbs to have energy. And when you're trying to lose weight, you reduce the carbs and, you know, you focus on something that helps you, you know, watch your diet. You, whatever you put in you is what's going to show, right? So the same way for prayer, we need to know what to pray. And the way we do that is through the Word of God. The Word of God is our, our food as spiritual people. That's how God communicated to us. That's how God talked to us. And that's how you know God. If you don't read the Word and just take our Word or whoever is preaching from here, there is a problem. The Word of God says the Thessalonians, the Colossians were noble people. They read always. They didn't just take Paul's word for it. They always made sure it was right. What he said was right. After he taught them something, they checked. Is this in the Word? Is this what the Word of God says? It's not just for them. It's for all of us here. You don't know how to pray. That's okay. Read the Word. It shows you exactly how to pray. It shows you who God really is. And it shows you how to approach Him. Not only that. God sent the Holy Spirit to help us. The Holy Spirit guides you. In Romans it says, if you don't know what to pray, He will groan in you. He will speak through you, in you, in words we cannot even understand. So honestly, we have no excuse not to communicate to God or with God. You know what the answer is? We're just lazy. We just don't want to do it because we're like, "Ah, you know what, what am I going to do? But if you actually give it time, you'll learn so much. If I didn't pray all those times, I don't know I don't know if I would be right here right now. I would be in so much debt. First of all, as an international student, you don't get any financial aid. You're on your own. So only thing I had was prayer. If you remember, prayer is our strongest asset. That was all I had. I would get up there and pray. And I wasn't always God, God, gimme, give gimme, give gimme, give gimme. What's that thing they say in America? Gimme, give gimme, give my name is what? What's that? Gimme, give gimme, give my name is Jimmy, is all they say. Uh, <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> but no, that's not, th- th- we shouldn't be like that. We're not Jimmy, you know? Th- talk to God. I didn't go before God and say, God, I need money, money, money. How am I going to pray? No, I just said, look, man, I know you're God. 
You're in charge. You don't do half, God doesn't do half a job. You brought me here. You're going to take care of it. I just trusted God. And when I prayed, I said, Lord, thank you for everything you do in my life. I thank you. And if I have any concerns, I present it to him. You know, I did, when you practice to pray, I, I gave an example this morning. If you hear some people pray, you know they don't pray. Because they say, oh, God, this, God, oh, Father, God, God. Imagine if I came to you and I'm going to use, where is Ken? I'm going to use Ken's name because, you know, he's <laughs> neutral. Oh, there he is. Imagine if I came and said, Ken, this, now Ken, I need you, now Ken. Ken, I want you to do this now, Ken, Ken. You'd be like, what the heck, man? <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> Imagine if God could answer us. Like, I got you, I know, you're talking to me, it's okay. Talk to God normally like you talk to anybody else. You're, you're closer to Him than anybody else. You're more closer to God than your wife, than your mother, than anybody. So why not talk to Him openly? Why not talk to Him freely? You can't fool Him. Just be open with Him. Routine. Dedication. Dedication is easier than you think if you have a routine. Those two will go hand in hand. And have the right diet. Have the right diet. It helps a lot. In um, Joshua 1.8, it says, Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And, this, and it goes on uh, this scripture, but I'll just want to focus on that. This is an um, uh, uh, instruction given to Joshua. But you see God giving this instruction to so many people throughout the Bible. He tells them, read this word, because this is what gives you strength. This is how you know what my will is. This is how you know who I am. And that's how we know how to talk to God. Uh, when you're approaching a young lady as a young gentleman, before you start a relationship, you find out everything about her. Everything about her. That way you see if you're compatible. You see what line you need to use. You know, try to be smooth. You're not going to be smooth if you just show up. Uh, uh, no, you find out something about her first. And then you want to impress her. Because you did your research. You know how we impress our God? No, His Word. He gave you everything. Everything you need. So why not use it? That's your diet. That's our diet. That's what helps us strengthen. That's, how, that's what guides us to speak. Amen. Not only that, I just want to add this. You know, as Christian believers, we have each other to help. When we work out, we always go with a, a workout buddy because they motivate you and you motivate them. If I feel lazy today, you know, whoever I work out with will be like, nah, man, let's go. You got this, homie. That's what they, my friends tell me, homie, come on, come on, homie, push one more. We push each other. The same way in prayer, like, I got you, let's go, let's pray. What do you need help with? You don't feel like praying? It's okay, let's pray slowly, little, and you help each other. We, you have a wonderful church where everybody is willing to help. Everybody volunteers for everything. I, I'm sure they volunteer to empty the trash can, anything. Everybody volunteers here. Don't you think they'll have time to pray with you? If they volunteer for all that, imagine for prayer now. So you have somebody to help you pray. You have somebody to guide you. Use that. Amen? Um... So like I was saying, you know, working out, keep a routine, dedicate, have the right diet. This improves yourself. You know, before prayer, I know myself. I used to be anxious. Like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, now my wife can't tell. I don't worry about anything. I just leave it to God. Money? Forget money. I've seen, look, I just came from this school which costs 24000 a year. Finished debt free. There's no reason for me to worry about money. Why? Because I trust my God. When He does something, 
he does not do half a job. Never. Never. He always finishes what he started. It's up to you to trust him. Alright? So trust him. Pray. Talk to him. Thank him. That's faith. To thank him for something you haven't even seen yet. But we do that through prayer. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So, prayer gives you calmness. Prayer helps you focus. The Word of God says He did not give us a spirit of anxiety, but of peace and joy. And a sound mind. You know how you make it your own? Through prayer. By talking to God. By spending time with God. Prayer is spending time with God. It is communicating to Him. You build that relationship. You become stronger. Amen? I'm going to go ahead and challenge you right now. This week. This coming week. What do you need to improve on? Start slowly. Make that your routine. Let this be your New Year's resolution, even though it's February. You know, let's just pretend this is a New Year resolution. Make it work for you. Why not take advantage of this thing called prayer? Why not take advantage of this Word of God that helps us grow? Amen? So I challenge you, find something. Find the time that works for you, whether at night or during at work, whatever you're doing. You know, make it work for you. All right? I'm going to pray for us.